Blog Talk Radio. Universal Car Care provides high-quality automotive repair and maintenance services. With over 20 years' experience, solutions are their business. Whether you're driving a BMW, Ford, Nissan, Mini Cooper, or any other vehicle, Universal Car Care will honestly evaluate your car, then prioritize any necessary repairs with you to work within your budget. Contact them today at 909-629-7621 and mention EOTM Radio for discounts. Conveniently located in Pomona, off the 10 Freeway, 909-629-7621. There is a right wait for...
up y'all well welcome back to real talk live with carla b and gerald e rose right here on eotm radio.com we're always excited to be back in the house talking about what's going on in your in your neck of the woods always your neck of the woods and gerald it's been a couple weeks since we've been on air together what's good with you how's it going Oh man, for the last couple of weeks, you know, of course, all right, sorry about my boy, it's been just, just been busy and, you know, I just want to get some time and relax, Carl, I've been so busy and I'm just so excited, you know, tomorrow, my dad's birthday, he'll be turning 78 and I wow, think about, happy birthday. yeah, I think about the things that he went through and things like that and I'm excited, I'm going to visit him um, this weekend, so, you know, spend some quality time, as you know, Carly Good. has a big African art museum inside his church. Wow. You know, I so need to go I'm, there. I'm looking, I need to go there for a visit. <laughs> yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. Then I got some, some important business trips that's coming up, you know, so I'm about to hit the road again. It ain't not, it's not high as we just want to give a shout out to my new order family, continue all the great work that they're doing. And, you know, we're going to have a special guest calling in around 10 after 10, 
uh, where uh, uh, the mother of a young man was shot 76 times um, here in Atlanta. After he was shot 76 times, once he was even shot that many times, the police still handcuffed him and dragged him down the steps. And he was already shot wow. 76 times. No medical attention was called right away. The story is not being made up. It went national news. Her story was in the Ebony magazine. You know, as of right now, she's still seeking justice, you know, for her son, you know, and, and, and it's a lot of organizations that came to her aid. And I finally well, met her. And we had a rally, a, a march in Cobb County um, this past Saturday. And I did talk to her on the phone when it first happened, whatever, gave my condolences, you know, to, to her. But uh, I seen her in person when this mother was talking about what happened to her son. It was just, it was, it was just amazing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to her calling in tonight to to tell the story on losing a, a son like that because of the hands of of, of, of the police. Yes, yeah, definitely another devastating devastating story um, that has made its way to to mainstream news, and it is definitely something that. Something serious, something is, is happening around the country with with officers and with um, our black men. So there is definitely something there. Um, it could be something in the air. I mean, it's so many things, but um, everybody's so angry. Everybody's so angry that the, the police officers are so uptight and, and, and on guard. It's, you know, and right. I, I, I want to say, you know, a lot of people are – you know, it's so much fear, fear porn going on right now, and and that's imp- impacting the police officers. That's impacting our youth. That's impacting us. So you know, it, it's unfortunate. It's definitely something, something more, more to this. Um, but you I know, was I, reading. I I, I, I'm sorry, me to cut you ahead. off. Uh, I was reading something, Carlin. Did, did another uh, act took place in New York today? Did you hear about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, another orchestrated act, you know, um, took place um, in, in in New York that has made its way okay. to the news that's been playing mm. 24-7, just like all the other tragedies, you know, it's constantly being played over and over and over in the news, making people more afraid, you know, you know just adding on to, to this, the chaos that, that we're seeing. It's unfortunate. But it's orchestrated, and it's, it's so it's so much more to, than than meets the eye. Um, yeah. We 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 do have a a, a couple of, of callers that are are calling in right now, and okay. um, I'm gonna I'm gonna unmute. Um, I'm just gonna read out the last four digits of the phone number since we um hadn't had time to screen the callers. I do apologize, but we're gonna bring okay. on the line. Um, the last four digits is one six nine six. You are live on EOTM Radio, Real Talk Live with Carla B and Gerald E. Rose. Um, welcome to the show. Thank you. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Who are we speaking with? This is Felicia Christian, the mother of Alexia Christian. Okay. Okay. Gerald, I'm gonna turn it over to you. Welcome to the show. Okay. How Thank you doing, you. Felicia? I'm doing fine, thank you. How about yourself? I'm doing all right. Uh, thanks for calling in. Are you one of the victims? I I, I know I talked to Miss um, Robinson earlier. She said she was going to have some other victims calling to our show tonight. Um, did did Miss yes. Robinson reach out to you? Yes. Um, I am the mother of Alexia Christian, who was shot and killed 
April 30th, 2015, in downtown Atlanta. She was a young lady that was handcuffed in the back seat of the police Okay, car. I remember that, ma'am. I'm very, yes, I remember that. And I'm sorry there's so much going on, but I'm aware that, of course, that was another high-profile case here in Atlanta. So I understand when a mother, uh, now this was a young female that they, they asked, she was already handcuffed, correct, ma'am? Yes, yes, that's right. Okay. Now, yeah. what was the reason that they still um, gunned down your your daughter, even though she was apprehended? I I, I never caught on that. What what was their reason about it? Okay. Well, let me just give you the whole scenario of what they told me. They told me that my daughter had stolen a vehicle from um, a well-known strip where they sell drugs and prostitution and and all that kind of stuff goes on, right? They said that she had stole a vehicle from there. Now, my daughter, she um, she did hang out there. You know, she had friends out there. She, you know, she lived out there. And uh, she had rented a truck from a guy. And um, apparently he ran out of drugs or whatnot. But he reported the truck stolen, okay? So um, she was downtown. Now, my daughter parked this truck in a parking garage directly across the street from a police station. That's not something anybody would do in a stolen vehicle, okay? Now, okay. Um, so they, they apprehended her some kind of way. How they even knew the truck was in the parking garage, I have the slightest idea. But they, they located the vehicle. They waited till she came and got in it and got ready to mm-hmm. leave, and they came and drew down on her. They took her out of the car and handcuffed her. And instead of them mm. sitting her on the curb or waiting till another a, a female officer came to search her, they said mm-hmm. they put her in the uh, police car. Okay. Now, mind you, my daughter had on a mesh t- t-shirt and a pair of legging pants, stretch pants. Okay. All right. Okay. They said that she had a, a gun on her. If you had a gun on you, you would be able to see it because she's a very tall frame young lady. All right? So they would have been able to see that. Okay? So yeah. in my heart, I feel like that gun was planted. Now, they yeah. said when they went to questioning her about who she was or whatnot, once she started telling them, she took out a gun, supposedly got out of the handcuffs, took out a gun, and fired two shots at the officers. Me knowing my child, she wouldn't have shot at no officer and missed. How about that? Okay. So, um, in the in the in the audio that they played, I couldn't hear two shots. You know, I mm-hmm. heard them getting out of the vehicle and telling her, "Put the gun down, put the gun down." And it was very clear when my daughter said over and over, "I don't have a gun. I don't have a gun." And after she stated that several times. They began to shoot her. One gun shot her nine times, and the other gun shot her one time. She was shot wow. in two different directions. Okay. Now there's this. Hey, Felicia, I, I, first of all, let me let me. Uh, I know Miss Miss Robinson has joined in as well, and I want to have you all both on the line at the same time, if you don't mind, because um, no when you hear stuff like this. You know, it really puts a tear in my eye because that could have been my son or daughter. You know, I know I'm out here doing stuff in the community. I never met you in person, but I would like to get with you as well. I don't know where we stand at right now. I know that 
Um, I know, uh, is it Molly Davis, or who's representing you on with your daughter? No one. As far as legal-wise. Uh, Davis, huh? Davis was uh, representing, but two months before the case came to um, a statute of uh, um, limitation. Limitation. You know, statute of limitation. Thank you. Mm-hmm. But two months before the statute of limitation came upon it, he dropped her case. Wow. wow. Okay. Therefore, no, no other attorney would touch it. Okay. Is that Miss Robinson? Miss Robinson, are you there? Yes, this is Miss Robinson. Okay, Miss Robinson, uh, Felicia. Hey, my um, Hey, Felicia. How you doing? Thank you. Matter of fact, Miss um, Robinson, thank you for inviting Felicia on this show again. And again, we we we're getting we we have listeners all over the world that's listening to the show from the West Coast to the Northeast, to the South, and whatever. So we want to continue to put your cases out in the open, you know, to keep it out there. You know, that's why I invited uh, Ms. Robinson when I met her on Saturday. And I'm glad that you reached out to um, to Felicia about her daughter because I do remember that case as well. So uh, it's, it's just a sad situation was going on with the ongoing, you know, killing of our of our black men, now women. You know, and things like that. It's just like prime example, I had a chance to go to Texas and speak on the Sandra Bland case. So now they're killing our, our black women. But Felicia, I do remember your case, and I, I'm sorry for what happened. But please stay online. We're gonna, this is going to be an open discussion. You know, so this is this is stuff that's very important. And, and Ms. Robinson, I hope you got other people uh, will call in as well to listen to all these victims, what's going on. So Ms. Robinson, kind of, you know, before we get into an open discussion, kind of explain what happened. Uh, to your son as well being shot 76 times. Even after being shot, they still put him in handcuffs. I told my co-host about this, and she didn't believe it. You know, wow. so if you kind of explain your situation. Okay. Uh, as you said, my name is Monteria Robinson. I am the mother of Jamarian Robinson. Uh, Jamari Robinson was a former uh, student athlete at Tuskegee University, uh, at the time of his death, he was a biology major, and he was also in his final semester. Uh, just a little bit about him. He was smart. He was intelligent. He was humorous. He was athletic. Uh, Jamarian comes from a four-generation, you know, military, college-educated family. He was the oldest of eight grandchildren, and he was very much, you know, loved by his family. Uh, two days before his death, he uh, contacted his coach at Tuskegee University to let him know that, you know, he had just completed all his paperwork for school and that he would see him next week, you know, for football camp, um, you know, which I said would have been his last semester at Tuskegee. But, however, him returning back to school, you know, to complete his last semester, he was killed on August the 5th, 2016. Uh, Jamarian was actually inside of his girlfriend's apartment when U.S. Marshals basically burst her door open in East Point, Georgia, and they basically opened fire on him. And basically they say, you know, they said the, you know, on the news that night, they basically stated that it was a, a shootout, you know, East Point mm-hmm. man right. had a shootout with police. But I was like, no, right. they need to come with a better narrative than that. And what they're so used to doing is coming up with these false or fake narratives. So from day one, I said it was a made-up gunfight. 
I just continuously stayed on that because I was like, I know my son, he's loving. You know, we call him uh, Daddy Daycare because we used to have him always keeping his younger cousins and his nephew. But, yes, like you stated, Jamarian was shot a total of 76 times, 76 bullets tell, tell in our his body. Tell our listeners when you spoke at the rally on Saturday that even though he was shot, they still dragged him down the stairs. Correct. Actually, after they shot him 76 times, 76 bullets entered his body. A lot of people go, wait a minute, 76, yes, 76 bullets entered his body. Over 90 shots, over 90 rounds were fired at him. And actually, you know, if I would have took their word on what happened, you know, it would have been an open and shut case. But, no, I knew my son. I know how he is. I know what type of person he is. I was like, he wouldn't have had a, you know, shootout with police. But come to find out after hiring my investigator and forensic person, they were like, no, he didn't have anything in his hands. As a matter of fact, he was shot six times in the palm of his right hand and five times in the palm of his left hand. And after they shot him 76 times, so imagine my son only stand at five, six. 150 pounds. They threw two flashbang grenades that landed on his body. And during the whole time of them shooting him, after they shot over 60 rounds at him, they were still using the lingo, the false narrative that they use when they approach dark skinned or brown skinned kids. Put the gun down, put the gun down. So that's that false narrative that they use to make the people that's on the outside looking in to make them think there's a gun when they put the gun actually on the scene, you know? Ms. Robinson, so, um, Robinson, um, wow. Mm-hmm. We, we have a couple more months. No, no, you're good. We have a couple more months. Okay. We need to keep, we have a couple more mothers on the show. Now, okay. where do your, where do your case? No, 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 no. Now y'all going to stay on the air with me. You and, and Felicia, yeah. we're going to yeah. bring in the other okay. mothers as well because okay. we need to have this discussion. Where do your case stand far as the legal side of it? Like I actually, well, actually, well, actually I do have a, you know, attorney that's representing uh, myself. And actually, to be honest, we are, he's looking at coming here to Atlanta, you know, within the okay. next uh, week or well, two weeks. Uh, to do a national press conference. So that's where we are right now with my case, because my son's case should have made national news by now. Okay. Okay. I think we have another mother on the phone. I don't know. Is it Miss Avery joining us? Yes. Miss Avery, are you there? Yes. How you doing? This is you on you live on Real Talk with Carly and Gerald. Um, Block radio show. We have listeners all over the country, and I'm glad that, of course, Ms. Robinson reached out to you as well. And I told Ms. Robinson that I know I haven't met you personally, but I, I'm quite sure your your story is just important as well. That will put a tear in my eye as well. So I'm glad you, that you're on the show, and we might have another mother on the line of Miss um, Benjamin. Uh, I don't know if she's on the line, but Miss Avery, can you kind of explain yeah. um, your your story? Um, what's going? What happened to? Was it your? Is your? Which is your son or daughter? Because right now they're killing black women. How was it your son or daughter that got murdered by the police? Uh, it was my son. It was your son. Okay, can you give a brief description of what happened to your son? Uh, and yes. we have some uh, noise. We have some noise in the background. If someone can kind of mute their phone or whatever, I'm hearing some kind of noise. If you don't mind. 
I don't know who it is. Okay, go ahead, Miss. Um, go ahead, Miss Avery. Um, my name is Nadia Avery, and my son Jerry Williams, and um, he he was murdered where well, slaughtered in um, in Asheville, North Carolina. Now Asheville okay. is supposed to be well, actually, it's one of the, the most racist little towns on the planet, and uh, it's a tourist attraction uh, little, little town. But anyway, uh, on July the second. My son was supposed to have led them on a, um, a three-mile chase uh, through Haywood Road, and it's no way possible that that could have happened, no way possible. But anyway, uh, my son, uh, once he stopped and they would tell it well, he, he, got out of his, he got out of his car. And the story that we were told at first that he was supposed to have been fighting with some female that was in the front seat of the car, and then he got out of the car, and um, and he was still beating the female. Now, this is the story that they gave us at first. And, um, well, what they did, they told everybody that was videoing that, uh, you know, that it was uh, against the law to video to record the police procedures, and they made everybody turn over their phones, but there were a few that that weren't, uh, you know, that they that um, that weren't turned in. But anyway, my son was shot over twelve times. He he had his hands up, and he said, "My hands are up." He said, "My hands are up," and he opened fire on my baby with a long with a with a uh, um I'm sorry with a um take your time a, take your time a high, he opened up on my son with a high-powered rifle at short um, at short range. He shot my baby's left arm completely off. Wow. You hear me? He shot his arm wow. completely off, and my baby had Ms. his hands up. Uh, hold, on, hold on for one second. I don't know if my co-host, Miss Carla Simpson, I know she's kind of screening calls. Carla, if you ever want to jump in, please do. You know, if you if you like to say I something, will. I was just I talking will. to my. Well, yeah, but but go so, ahead, Miss Avery. Yes, he was. Um, and even with that, even though my baby was shot up one side and down the other across his chest, neck, and head, you know, my baby when he when he he um he laid on the ground. He didn't die right away. He was still breathing. They didn't call for any help. Nine one one was never called. Um, hold on, hold time. on. You say they never called for medical. They never called after they, they they shot your son up. No, it well actually it was one cop that was there, but he was supposed okay. to have led about maybe uh, so many cars of police police on a high speed chase. So my thing was okay if he did that and he had a hoop there. So where did he where, where did he lose them? Where did he lose mm. all of these cops that that was chasing him? And um, but. Right. Oh, Lord, have mercy. My, um, he was, he, my baby only weighed like 136 pounds. And now, my question me. to you, Ms. Avery, where do you stand as far as because uh, my organization, we do have a, a national attorney uh, that works out of Ohio. You remember the high profile, and this causes for all of the victims. And I think we have a Miss, is a Miss Benjamin on the line too as well, Carla? Yes, I'm on the line. Okay. Okay, we're going to bring her in a second. Uh, for the ones that don't have an attorney, we do have a high-profile attorney that works with my organ. I brought you on this on this, 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 this show for a reason, not to just hear your stories. I want to hear your story. But thing that I can do 
to keep it out there and use some legal rep. Uh-oh. I'm bringing some legal reps. Hey, y'all remember the young man that was gunned down in a Walmart up in Ohio? Uh, they said he had a water gun. Do y'all remember that? And they came in and killed this young man in Ohio? Yes. yes. Okay, yeah, that, that. that attorney, uh, I forgot his name, but that attorney works for, with my staff, and he can practice law across the country. So he's aware of what I'm doing to have in the show tonight. That's why after each one I'm talking to you all, I'm asking where do we stand with legal representation because, you know, I don't want to just leave these cases you know, y'all grieving right now, you know, and things like that. And and I get upset, and, and, with, and, and I'm not trying to put nobody on the spot, but when I heard Felicia said that a certain attorney dropped the case before that, I mean, this this, this mother then lost a, a, a daughter, you know, so I'm just concerned when this thing happens. So just hold there right, Miss Avery. Let's go ahead and bring Miss Benjamin in uh, uh, and have her kind of briefly explain, you know, whole, her story situation. And then if we don't have no more mothers on the call, we're just going to just kind of open up for discussion. And I do have another radio show that I do every Saturday. It's called Real Talk with New Order, and i like to get you all on there as well. So I want to continue to put you all, you know, because the, once the white media get tired of that, hearing that, it's going to kind of fade away. So I want to make sure I'm committed to keep y'all stories out there. If if y'all know what I'm saying. Yes. That yeah. So yes. Miss Benjamin, I want to make sure I'm saying yes. your last name right, Monty. Kind of explain no, my last what happened. Name is, uh, my last name is Benjamin, but my first name is Monty. Monty, I'm sorry. Okay, now are you calling here from Georgia? Yes, I am. Uh-huh. Okay, go ahead and give a little brief uh, what happened to your, again, son or daughter. I don't know if it's son or daughter because it's so much going on, but go ahead. Um, it was my son. His name was Javis Benjamin. Uh, he was 20 years old. He was a student. At the time, it was Georgia Perimeter, where it's now Georgia State. Uh, at the time, he apparently, well, what we were told on the day that he was shot, which was January 18, 2013, um, it was first reported to me as his mother that he accosted and uh, assaulted the officer and that uh, he stole in the car um, in that process of the immediate day that it happened. Um, in that process, same as what Monteria said earlier, they was expecting me to allow, to to receive and accept their report as fact. But I knew who Javis was, and I knew who he was as an individual, and everything that they told me that he did, I just knew it was not of his character and the type of kid that he was. So within that process of taking in what they initially told me, I had to wait approximately two and a half years, and at two and a half years, I went before a civil grand jury to give an impact statement on Javis' behalf, and it was then that I found out that uh, Javis actually ran a red light and lost control of the car. And upon the officer approaching him, he had his gun already drawn. As Javis got out of the car, he viewed everybody because he knocked the power out in the area where he was at. So everyone came out of their homes. And at the time, Javis was announcing, he kept saying to the officer, uh, y'all, do y'all see what he's trying to do to me? Do y'all see what he's trying to do to me? The officer mm. had the gun drawn on Javis before he mm. even got out of the car. Within mm. that process of him getting out of the car, as he turned towards the officer, that's when the officer shot him. 
based on me seeing the video for the first time. My family saw it a few days before I did, but I didn't want to see it because I didn't know how I could deal with it. But after being told that it wasn't as drastic as I thought it was, because my thing was as his mother, my concern was did he cry out, you know, what he initially was, did he have any pain? But one thing that bothered me was the fact that he laid on the ground, and you could hear him breathe. You could hear him take his last breath. And in the midst of that, once he uh, was on the ground, the officer himself initially, there, you know, other officers pulled up. So when they finally, the paramedics came, the paramedics had to scream at the officers telling them to move their cars out of the way so that they can, you know, either assist him or whatever. But the initial situation with Javis is he was in an auto accident, and my thing is a police officer is a first response. Not at no time did he assist him for any injuries. He just, upon the scenes, stereotyped him and initially shot him. But the initial report that was given was that Javis assaulted him and that the officer had to be transported to get checked out, whereas once seeing the video, none of that occurred. Because when I saw the video for the first time, it was then that a supervisor took his gun and took the clip out. And he was like, did you see, did you see initially? So I was given two different stories from the initial day that it actually happened. So based on my energy of wanting to know and knowing that he wasn't the kid that they said he was by he's assaulting the officer, uh, considering his father was a police officer as well. So to say, you know, to give that story that he dislike or he anti-police, that is not so. So, you know, for me initially, if it wasn't for the driven fact that as far as my case right now, it is now right. in discovery, deposition. I do have uh, legal assistance. It is now in okay. deposition because the video that was given to the court mm-hmm. is not mm-hmm. the same video that we viewed during the grand jury. Okay. Well, I didn't heard six grieving mothers of police and killed, you know, young black men and women. My heart goes out to all of you all. The question is, where do we go from here? You know, and I'm here to, what we can do as an organization, I don't know if you are familiar with my organization. You might not see me. I do a lot of a lot of traveling, but I have local people on the ground here that might show up to meetings and rallies that y'all have, you know, that y'all have, but I want to personally want to say something to you all or whatever. And I think the only mother on the phone, I think it's one person uh, need attorney. Is that correct? I want to, is that the first one, Miss Avery? I want to make sure I'm right. Is it, is this Avery, is your daughter correct? That, that are uh, you still looking for attorney as we speak now? That was Miss Christian. Miss Christian. Okay. Is so she still with Christian. us? Yes, I'm still here. Okay. Do you still need attorney, ma'am? Well, um, I, I, I do want another attorney, um, but like I said, I don't know. See, I don't know all the legal systems or how things work out. I was just told by Davis that if uh, the statute of limitation came up, that I won't be able to take this case back before the court again. You know, um, okay. I, I want right. to add something. I still, what I would like to do, if you don't mind, still provide you um and maybe you can get some legal counsel over the phone or whatever and i can set that up is that okay with you that would be great thank you okay all right um now what i'd like to know now is as a grieving mother 
because I know once you go home by yourself, and I think someone has some loud noise in the back. Please, I hear some noise in the background if you kind of knew the thing. It's a lot of people don't want to say no, but they're, 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 they're but they are listening. As a grieving mother, um, how do and we could go from Miss uh, Miss Avery all the way up to the last where we talked to. How do you feel right now, currently? Uh, I know you would never forget, but what about when people uh, any, have any civil suits been um, filed in any of you all cases? Because what I have learned, like the Sandra Bland case, you know, I think they end up winning some money in a civil suit. And I think the Jordan Davis case, the, the man that was playing too much money, uh, playing this music to out in Florida, I think his family was rewarded some money. Have any of you all have been offered any kind of, have any civil suits has been offered in any of you all cases? Because I see that happen sometimes. Me speaking yep. to this question, I have not. I have not had any um, any civil suits or anything offered. Okay, Ms. Robinson? Actually, my civil suit is about to be filed. Okay. Okay, and I'm sorry. Okay. I gotta get. I, I, I gotta get all the names because I know they're coming in. What about Miss uh, Miss uh, Monty? Yes, my, with mine. That's the case that I'm actually presently going through now. Is the civil suit itself? Okay. Okay, and then uh, I, I didn't leave no one out. Uh, I didn't leave no one out there because I know there are six mothers on the line. Correct. And I want to yeah. make sure I didn't leave. If I left one out, please announce yourself, and you can go ahead. And has any civil case been filed on your on your case on behalf? Um, I'm Miss Avery, and no, okay. not not as yet. But we, um, you know, what we're doing now is trying to build a team of attorneys. And where okay. we are with that is that we just um, they're trying to find an attorney in North Carolina that would let you know that they could um, go up on his license. Okay. Now, even though you're in North Carolina, um, we have, uh, like I said, we have attorneys, national attorneys, so I'm hoping that we can keep in contact with you. If you have any future, maybe, um, I don't know, as, as you all done with the rally, I know, I don't know how old certain your cases has been. Has any, are any future like meetings or rallies or protests is planned in y'all cases or everything is just, Dealing with the, with the attorneys now. It's just a question I'm throwing out there. Well, this is Miss Christian. I participate in um, I participated in the past rally that Miss Robinson had um, invited me to. Um, okay. I, I'm going to be honest. I was I have been very bitter and angry, and I disconnected away from the the other mothers and. And all of it because it's like I'm in this whole thing by myself. You know, financially okay. I'm not able to uh, retain attorneys and I don't know the legal systems uh, or what have you. So it's mm-hmm. like I'm pretty much by myself in this whole thing. You know, and mm-hmm. then that on top of grieving and that on top of trying to raise two little boys. It's been real, real hard, you know. So I just you know what I'm glad you said that when you say how old is your your little boys uh, right now currently four and five years old okay all right okay I'm sorry to interrupt because um when we can kind of uh, we the the organization uh, that that I have we do a lot of you know mentoring you know and, and we and have they, and we they in need partnership that. 
Okay. So I like I said, boys now, right now, I got okay. two boys right now that they'll say, well, they, I was in the car the other day and I heard one mm-hmm. of them tell a friend of mine that he was going to shoot her. Right. So I'm wow. like listening and I asked, well, why are you going to shoot her? Cause she do bad stuff. You know, okay. like I didn't never tell them what happened to their mother. Somebody else told them. And okay. now I got to try to raise these two little boys not to have uh, a complex against police officers. I got to try mm-hmm. to raise them up. You know, they already got the odds against them because they're young black right. men, you know. Right, right, so, right. right. And I, I don't have a male figure, you know, to put in their lives right now because I'm single. So okay. Well, I, I, I am, I am, I am personally reaching out to you, um, I'm going to give you a, a contact number that we can call off the air because that's what we do. We do mentoring, and we do we have a great youth and outreach department that we take kids under our wings because especially victims, you know, and things I'm hearing your story because you don't want them because you have good police out there, but you got some bad ones out there, and we don't want him to grow up right now because he probably's anger right now what happened. So I understand uh, your, your situation. So we want to try to get to them now, and I hope you agree with me. Agree with me on that. So I do understand. So yeah. now, how did all y'all come together? Is it because of right? And I know um, I met Felicia Thomas. Uh, her son was murdered here in in Kyle County. Um, I think it was Nicholas Thomas. Is that correct? That's correct. You know, yeah, I know I have been. I know I know I've been in contact where I talk to her quite often. Um, so t- I know they just had a big rally at the CNN building last year. I mean, I think it was about what, about a couple weeks ago. No, it was October the 19th through the 22nd. We had a okay. uh, National Stop Police Brutality mm-hmm. uh, week. It lasted for like four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, we started, I think, with the we started with the silent march and town hall meeting. You know, we had, uh, and we shut the city down on Sunday, basically, me and Now, let me ask you something. This is Miss Robinson, right? When you say shut them down, did you shut them down to the scene, or did you shut them down financially? Now, when I say shut them down, (laughs) I'm talking about shutting them down. I'm not all about that being seen, hollering, protesting, and you be seen, and then we go back home. And there's nothing accomplished. I'm just being honest. Now, did, oh, did y'all go boycott and shut them down? That's my question. No, we did not. Actually, we kind of we had a march and rally where we just kind of, you know, came up through downtown and we just kind of shut the streets down for, you know, a couple of hours, you know, hours oh. ago. So that was oh. that's just the start of everything. There's a reason why I said that. Right, we have another. I think another mother about to come on the line. When I say, I think me personally to fix all this mess that's going on, we need to start redirecting my money. It's just boycott, man. I mean, Got hit them you. in the pocket because we can rally. That's why I love, I support it, but at the same time, that's not fixing the problem. What it do is bringing attention, but then we're still supporting these white businesses across this country. You know, like right now, the NFL is getting a hit right now because we're making an impact. People are boycotting the NFL right now. Can you imagine? What if we all just went to Walmart and just, look, we ain't going to shop here. All these rallies and protests and just stand up and say, we ain't taking this no more. Then they go listen to us. Right. You know, but just, but just hooping and hollering, rally and protest, that's not going to fix the problem, man. I'm sorry. That's just me personally. If I'm wrong, I apologize. But 
I notice, I look at the history, you know, what, what they did back in the day. And I know our young people right now, like the Black Lives Matter, they're doing a wonderful job, but it just seems that we need to do more as far as hitting them financially. I mean, do y'all agree with me? I agree. I agree. You know, and if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. That's why I'm saying this is like an open discussion. I don't have all the answers, but I kind of sit back and be like, all these people are losing their loved ones, and it's like case after case, and we're still not getting enough in the comments. What can I do? I mean, sometimes I get on my knees and like, man, what is really, really going on? Because I have a son and a daughter. You know, they can be a victim. So I try to get it before it happens to them. What do we need to do? But I think we have another call and I think we my do have another caller. Okay, go ahead. Is yes, it Miss Daphne Robinson? Yeah, she's on the phone, but I'll unmute her in a minute. But I wanted to add something okay. really quick. Um, number one, I want to say hello to all the mothers, and um, and just know that I am I'm praying for you, and I and I, I feel feel your loss. Um, and I'm sorry that you are um, going through what you're going through. Um, I, I do believe that there is a light at the end of um, of all things. So um, just, you know, be wary of that. I'm sure you guys are. There's always a reward at the end of suffering. Um, I want to add, it was something that you said, Gerald, um, about, um, you know, stop shopping at um, white businesses. Um, So my question to you is, um, I mean, why stop shopping at at white businesses? Um, It's the the police officers that... Mm -hmm. Um, are killing the kids? What does that have to do with white businesses? Well, let, uh, let, let me let me correct. What I'm saying, I'm sorry. Well, put it this way: the people that hold office, like say somebody on city council, right? And I should I should explain a little bit different. That say uh, a city council that's on city council or whatever that own a business. Okay, we go set up shop in front of him and like protest. You know. Um, things like that. Someone that whole office that has the power yeah, to fire right. yeah. to fire the police. So I'm sorry you are rewarded wrong just the oh, fact I, that I, yeah. for example, the Nicholas Thomas case here in Smyrna, Georgia, Mayor Bacon. Okay, he's I I did the first march in Cobb County. We're talking about early two thousand when people were scared to come to Cobb County. This man is still in office. And we still out here, we want justice and all that. But this man is sitting back like ain't nobody voting. He's still in office. So what I'm saying is yeah, Mayor I Bacon agree. has a business in Smyrna. We need to redirect and set up shop and protest in front of his business and hit him in the pocket like that because he's still exactly. getting in office. We're still doing that. So we're going around, around, and there's no solution. So I, I think I just said it wrong. It's just a fact. I know that these people that sit in these seats have businesses, and we need to research and see where they, where they, where, you know, where, where the business, so we can let them know that hey, our dollars count just as well. Yes, sir. I do. Yes. Thank you for matter of fact. Thank you, co-host, for you know, because I should have been more clear on that. But um, can you bring on the other mother right quick, man? Because the, the, the show yeah. is going so fast. I want to make sure we can get yeah. on. Definitely. We have about 10 more minutes before um, we're off air, but we do have Daphne Robinson online. Ms. Robinson? Yes, I am. All right. I think you're speaking kind of low. Um, We have six grieving mothers on the line that lost her son and daughter. I'm glad that you joined us. And I just want to know, currently, do you have a legal representation? 
Uh, where do we go from here? And I'm going to give out a phone number at the end that anybody, first of all, especially your mother that her son ringing, raising two single sons, I definitely want her to give me a call and say how we can keep her sons on track right now. But go ahead and explain what happened to, again, to your son and daughter. Uh, if it happened here locally in Atlanta, did it happen somewhere else about involving, I guess, the, the police department? It happened in Clay County. Okay. Dealing with the Clay County Police. Okay. And my son is Jabril Robinson, and he was um, he was murdered on five sixteen sixteen, and he had gotten into an altercation with his girlfriend. And upon getting into the altercation, her mother called the police. And um, upon her mother calling the police, my son left the scene on foot. And when the police arrived, they um, had spoken with the girlfriend. And at this time, it's really unclear what she had told them, but um, they went looking for my son, apparently. And when they came up on him, he gave chase. And upon him giving chase, they said that he turned in the process of running from them, he turned several times and pointed a gun at them. So um, in doing so, um, he ran into the yard of a retired Clayton County police officer, and he ended up um, getting into a scuffle with him. And during that time, my son broke loose and took off running again. And upon doing that, he came upon the two officers that were already in chase of him in which they um, shot him five times, one time to the back of the head. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Clayton. Now, wow. Now, how are you grieving as a, uh, is that your only child? Do you have any other kids yourself? No, that's not. I have um, five kids and total four boys, one girl. Okay, now how are they dealing with this situation when it happened to your to your son? Well, you know, um, we all are taking it in different ways. My oldest son, who was really close to, this happened to my second child, and my oldest son, who is 26, who was really close to his brother, don't really talk much. He stays, you know, bottled up to himself. You know, um, he don't really do too much. He goes to work, he comes home. He's in his room. You know, I just see him in passing. You know, he don't really talk too much. And I've tried to get him to, you know, go to counseling and, you know, try to just be with someone about what he's feeling. He said, no, can't nobody help me. So, you know, it's it's Mm -hmm. just difficult, you know. It's difficult. I understand. understand. Uh, If y'all can take a number down right quick, because we're getting close to the end of the show. if y'all are eligible to do it, whatever, um, and anything, of course, uh, we want. I want to continue because I have a lot of uh, media contacts or whatever, you know, local and the national level, and I want to continue to keep your your stories out in the limelight. And like I said on this Saturday, um, from Real Talk with New Orleans 860 AM, I have a, 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 my own national radio show is here in Atlanta. And I want to do the same thing. If you are available, it's from one or two. Even some of the moms want to come down into the studio, you know. And I think right now I hear a coalition of mothers that need to continue to kind of work together because I think Trayvon Martin uh, moms, and they have a coalition of mothers. So what 
you know, and I think we need to do that here locally and continue to keep y'all stories out there, you know, out there like that because y'all, you know, sons and daughters are very important, even though some other people might go, well, that's old, whatever. Me personally, I take this stuff very serious, you know, so I'm very serious about that. So we have about... We have about seven minutes left. Do, do everybody have like a little pen and paper they can write down this number? If you want to call us up to you all, if you don't, I really I will continue to pray for you all, but I want to at least keep in contact with you all, you know, and, and, and keep up with your, with your cases because I talked to, um, I'm going to Chicago on November 18th um, to do a big thing in Chicago because, you know, we got some issues up there. Uh, in Chicago, so it has been approved, and I'm going up there to have a big meeting in Chicago, and the Nation of Islam is supporting this meeting, and they're going to write up a big story in the final call newspaper, but I want to let them know i like to have something here to put each of you all's stories in the news, in their paper, displaying, you know, what's, you know, what's going on, so this is the reason why I'm glad that Ms. Robinson, I thank you for bringing these mothers on the phone, you know, and things yeah, like that. Problem. So I appreciate that. What you did, it shows that we can work together. That's another thing I hate that, you know, as us, we need to stay connected because, you know, we can't fight the enemy if we're fighting each other, you know. So I'm glad this was a a, a, a joint thing, you know, I had a chance to listen to the story with it. You all take this phone number down, and I'm also on Facebook as well, but the, the phone number to my office is um, 1-800- Three four six five one three eight. That's one eight hundred three four six five one three eight. And I'm hoping, I think, is the first caller, um, the one with the single mom with two young kids. I hope you do call. I definitely want to talk to you and get some mentoring, you know, to your to your sons ASAP because it's not I as we. I have a staff. It's not just me. So you will get a phone call. As soon as you call to be followed up with some mentors with your young boys, because we tell we 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 don't be playing. We're serious about what we're doing in the community. You know, so do anybody at this time have any questions? Or like to say something? You know, things like this at this time. Uh, yes. I, you know, I just want to tell everyone to get more information about Jamari and Robinson's story okay. that they can follow us on. Uh, Twitter and Instagram, Instagram at Justice for Jam and Facebook dot com uh, forward slash Jamarian Robinson. And that's J A M A R I O N R O B I N S O N. Okay. Anybody else? So this is the mother said. All right. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Okay. This is Miss Avery, and um, I will be calling your office because. Uh, uh, there is something very, very important that I feel like I that I need to talk to you about. No and, problem. No problem. Yes. Yeah, so okay. um, I don't want so you to have a feeling that you're alone. That you're alone. I do understand your frustration, but right now, as of October 31st, you're not alone. I'm just telling you right. All these mothers is on this line or whatever. You know. Anything that we can do, do we love to work with other people, but, you know, anything that we can do, especially to keep your case out there. And also, you just need to, because we have a spiritual advisor uh, on board my organization that can pray for you over the phone, because I know it's not easy. So if you want to just pick up the phone and have some, we have someone just pray for you, you know, because I know you have your days. You know, I know you do. 
you know, oh, yeah. so so please do, you know, because we're human. You know, sometimes I I cry when I hear y'all stories, even though I wasn't, y'all was affected because I'm not a selfish person. You know, it didn't happen to me indirect, but when I see this stuff, I sit there like, wow. You know, so I cry. You know what I mean? And when the cameras are gone, I know y'all still grieving. When this interview is gone, y'all going to be grieving. So I know you'll feel alone, especially if you are a single parent raising kids. And it's more difficult when you said there's no role model in your life. You know, so there's a lot of men in my organization that's willing, and they know about this interview that, you know, that we can do some mentor and and keep everybody on point, but I think time, our time is almost running out. Carla, would you like to say, say yeah. something, Carla? Yeah, yeah, I definitely do. I, I definitely do. Thanks for that, Gerald. Amazing, amazing show. Um, ladies, again, thanks for, for chiming in and sharing your stories, and definitely I'll be reaching out to you as well because I would love to, you know, have you on, on my platform or one of my um, radio shows here on the network as well. I want to, say, I want to give a quote by Mahata. Mahatma Gandhi, um, if we are to teach real peace in this world and if we are to carry on a real war against war, we should have to begin with the children. That's, that's profound. I also wanted to add something that a friend of mine posted on Facebook in regards to the racism that's going on in the world. Um, and she wrote, her name is Elizabeth Senende. She's actually going to be, I'll be interviewing her on this network on Thursday, 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Um, we'll be talking about um, the, the awakening of the world and um, also alchemy. But this is what she wrote. She wrote, racism is a natural process. It's a symptom we exhibit in humanity when we are functioning in a low vibration. It shows just how we as people are not able to love ourselves, just like the human condition. When we can love ourselves as we are, our energies become balanced and we live whole, healthy, fulfilling lives. And the energies become balanced and we live um, whole, healthy, fulfilling lives. And the physical symptoms improve with mental and spiritual balance. What good is it taking the skin when we accept the world as it is, instead of focusing on so much on the symptoms of a of an unhealthy society, can y'all hear y'all? She's kind of breaking up. No, I can't hear. No, cause she's out, she's on the west coast, y'all. Like I said, she she's yeah, she's kind of Carly, you're kind of breaking up. Yeah, she's kind of breaking up. Um, it's kind of hard to hear whatever she. Yeah, she's kind of hard to breaking up. But you all again, uh, I have a show on Saturday, so if anyone interested in going on my show Saturday, uh, from one to two, again call that number and just keep in contact or whatever. So, family for life. You know, I always tell my New Order family that it's not I, it's we. So I'm telling you all, it's not I, it's us all in this together. You grieve, I grieve. I love you all. Thank you for calling in, you know, and, and God be with you all. And, again, we do this show every every other Tuesday. So even if you just want to just call in or listen in to keep your story out, we don't mind that because we're all in this together. God bless you all, and y'all have a blessed night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Jesus. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
Giving you the love 